You're listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast, bringing you the best of geek from week to week. Join your hosts, Dion and Quinny, and the occasional special guest as they talk movies, TV, gaming, toys, comics, and everything in between. Mr. Snow, after everything you've seen out there in the world, what are the Hunger Games for? Are you, are you coming to the tree? The Hunger Games, they're to punish the districts. Those tributes don't have a choice. Your role is to turn these children into spectacles, not survivors. We're live! Smile. It's why we have teeth. Imagine it was your name that they pulled. Strange things didn't happen here. I just want to know that somebody still cared about me. That I was still of value. Welcome to the Capitol. You look like you shouldn't be here. I shouldn't, but I'm your mentor. A rebel. I am gonna get you out of here. If you want to protect people, then it's essential to accept what human beings are. And what it takes to control them. Let's see you use that famous snow charm. You seem like a good man, Coralina Snow. I have seen what war does to people. Fueled with the terror of becoming prey. See how quickly we become predator? I want my enemies to see a rainbow of destruction. Engulfing the world. The monsters! All of you! Good luck with that poor little songbird. Where is she? mystery and mysteries have a way of driving people <laughs> good evening and welcome how are we all huh? are we here yes yeah. <laughs> good good i'm glad sorry there, there was just yeah. audio things happening in that trailer and i was like oh god I hope this is gonna work may the odds <laughs> be ever in our favor <laughs> oh yes, oh, big yes. time. Oh, uh, yeah. what a fun time this is. Yes. Hi, hi. A long this time is... it was. Yeah. <laughs> Two hours and forty minutes of of good long times, or just long it's times? Just, just long times. Just and I, long times. And I gotta say, didn't yeah. love it. <laughs> I love it. We're just writing it straight away. We're, we're um, away. We're into it. You mean you didn't love the runtime or just the movie in general? No, I didn't love it long time. Yeah. Okay. In that yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm. That's what I'm making. But we're here and we're going and whatever like audio issues. It's fine. It doesn't matter anymore, does it? No. Yeah. Like, nah. We um, can do whatever we want. Yay. Like that's yes, yeah. we can. We're on the stream yard today tonight. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. A bit a bit a bit all over the shop for this one. Missing somewhere a person down. They've already like the the yeah. the, the, the cannon's already gone off. Uh everyone yeah. is fighting for <laughs> um, their life to make this happen right now. The chat is just chaos. Yeah, as, um, as far as we know, um Peter may already have died in the first two minutes of this Hunger Game. <laughs> Sure. Um, and we will never know. We will never know. No, I feel I feel like it's going to be more like in, in comes Peter with a steel chair. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit um, WWE. 
Um, yes. It'll be the chair shot heard around the world, even though it'll still be very polite and uh, really nice and has some really good points. But it'll be the but why heard across the world. Um, so here we are chucking out the Hunger Games, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which is one of the longest and most ungainly fucking titles that I've ever heard. Uh, and some great ticker in there. It's just doing you? everything, just length for everything. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. And longest name, longest runtime. Yeah. Longest uh, elongation of a franchise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay, where are people at with the previous games of Hunger? Did we enjoy the first ones? Where, what's what's our feeling on the, the games up until now? I mean, the first two were good, and then the third one they split in two, and that kind of felt a little bit long in the tooth and then they're like hey let's make another one but not just that the the author actually wrote the prequel after the first three books and okay. as soon as it was done the um the production company or whatever was like straight onto it they're like oh we're good we're gonna turn this into a movie okay she's like mm -hmm. oh shit all right well i was just writing this for me but whatever so <laughs> now we've got more <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, do you want more money? Because we can back this big fucking truck of money up to you and, mm. yeah. That's true. I mean, yeah. it's, it takes like a special I, yeah, kind of it takes a special kind of effort to turn a trilogy book series into four films. Mm-hmm. Like, and then a and, fifth one. Yeah. And, and then a fifth one that's not based on any book whatsoever. No, it, it, it is. Is but it? you're just listening to what I said. She wrote a book that was oh, the prequel I didn't and then know they turned she... it immediately into a movie. I didn't know that you'd written a book. But again. I said it like 30 seconds. <laughs> it is quite impressive. <laughs> am, I, am I just having <laughs> audio? Hears me talk. It's just... <laughs> No, I mean, it is it is astoundingly impressive that I'm having I have like audio blindness, Jill. I don't know why. Yeah. Or not blindness. Not even blindness. Audio deafness. It's like Jill talks and I'm like, wait. But okay. if I'm as a man, uh, I should re I should I'm restate that point. I'm yeah. not listening. Okay, okay. I'm just gonna put this on the screen <laughs> whenever. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm sorry, Jill. I have to be a better listener. Uh, Attentive listening. It's very impressive. Um, it is very, very impressive. It's not impressive. It's uh, terrible. Well, you know, it's, it's I mean, it's funny. Um, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Yeah. I don't remember where it was going with what we were saying. I don't know, but, okay. So the, the first film... How many people, like, did were you uh, into the first film? Had you read the books or anything like that? Because I know a lot of people were very, you know, it was the big thing at that time. Yeah, it was. And I was, like, on that train. I went and saw it pretty quickly um, from what I can remember. I didn't read the books before the movies, though. I um, retroactively read the first one and I was like, wow, it's exactly like the movie. So... I, that kind of just ruined reading it for me because I'm like, oh, well, okay. I'm, I'm going to read the book because I want to get more out of it than what the movie showed. But the movie was like pretty faithful to the book. It was all beat for beat, pretty spot on. So You're I was right. like, eh, I'm not going to read these. <laughs> I'm just watching the movies. <laughs> yeah, I'm that lazy kid in year 12 who's just like, oh, I'll watch Looking for Alabrady instead of reading the book. <laughs> 
There was a book of reading, looking for Alan Brandy? Uh, <laughs> yes, before the movie, Quinny. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's funny because, like, when I was at Year 12, we didn't get a lot of the more interesting things to, to do for our English class or anything like that. And I believe that Hunger Games has actually become, like, you know, part of the curriculum that a lot of people I then get forced. I wish it was when I was in school instead of having to watch Witness 25 times. Oh, fucking Witness. <laughs> yeah. Did you witness too i had to do witness but we also like did and i'm very interested he would on that to study um i think floyd's had the wall a, what pink floyd's the wall what? <laughs> oh i don't know i had a cooler school than you <laughs> apparently <laughs> jesus also and, you know that's that, yeah that, that is a very different thing no um i don't think we we didn't we didn't have uh books like that that would into movies that we had to do we had to read books um just looking up the one that i had to read okay so a 1978 espionage novel by graham green called the human factor um sounds boring the, it was astonishingly boring like, <laughs> and and it was one of those things where like we had to discuss it and read it out in class so you know people would read a bit and if there is one surefire way to fuck up a book it's to have a bunch of 17 or 16 year olds read it to each other <laughs> with no feeling no yeah. fucking idea so yeah okay uh, um okay so people enjoyed the hunger games good okay <laughs> sorry just totally totally derailed myself i'm having a week i'm having a big week i'm in the middle of moving house i'm very tired and my head hurts Anyway, I remember in high school, I read a book about Graham Greene and... It's actually a good Yeah. Oh, dear. So, we all on board with this versus, like, you know, talking about tween drama turned into, like, books of tween drama that's turned into... Yeah. Movies and things. I am happier to see the Hunger Games as the in the curriculum rather than Twilight. Like that's oh, a good baseline. I mean, Twilight would be a good example of what's wrong with tween media. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the problematic side. Yeah, I saw. Uh, I saw somebody doing like you know you've heard of Elf on a Shelf now you've heard of this and it was like a picture of of Edward Cullen from Twilight on a plate of pasta, um, and I was like pedo on a penna and I didn't because I I I always had that weird thing with Edward Cullen that like yes he's meant to be a teenager but he's also you know four hundred years, years old or something yeah or whatever it is. this is the same issue that we had in Shazam too with that. Ancient yeah, true. girl, yeah. And a teenager, who, funnily enough, is in this film that we are reviewing oh. today. <laughs> oh, well, uh, thank you, Jill. Jill. You brought, it <laughs> brought it back. <laughs> Excellent. So, I'm, I'm looking forward uh, to the way yeah. that you squeeze in uh, the Steven Spielberg's West Side Story into this later, but you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, what is it about? I, I'm going to do a synopsis, um, but only because I, I feel it's traditional, but also I don't have any music. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, none of, none of that this time. If you could just go, 
or whatever the fuck the the music is. I don't know. Did that work? Okay. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he is handsome and charming, and though the Snow family has fallen on hard times, Coriolanus, or just Anus to his friends, <laughs> sees a chance for a change in his fortunes. Winning his, <laughs> he was chosen to be a mentor in the tent. You just know if he was born in Australia, if Australia was like the 15th district, he's like, what's your name? Coriolanus. Anus. His name's Anus for the rest of his life. He'd be like, it's Anus Not Snow. Corey. Yeah, or shit. Corey Worthington and Anus Snow. Naughty Corey indeed. Yeah. Hey, oh, Snow Ass, get sorry. over here. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. So anyway, Coriolanus sees a chance for a change in his fortunes when he is chosen to be a mentor for the 10th Hunger Games, only to have his elations dashed when he is assigned to a mentor girl tribute named Lucy Grey Baird from the impoverished District 12, which is very different from District 9, which is full of prawns. Fucking prawns. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, spoiler alert, they're all impoverished districts. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I go. know. It's got, um, a, it's got a very big Fallout vibe to it, this whole thing. <laughs> Lots of Fallout. What I don't know, what I don't really understand is why the fuck we had to go to the 10th annual Hunger Games when I would have been far more interested to know the first. Like, Yeah, honestly, so would I. But then we wouldn't have had a young adult snow we would have had a child i'm just i'm i'm massively yeah. curious okay so here's here's something that i just need to say as as like literally a thing that fucks over all of the timeline bullshit in this straight away the 13th right. district was hidden correct yeah the 13th district in the books which was only 65 years after this movie had a bunch of shit like flying anti-gravity planes and a whole bunch of technology how the mm. fuck could they have built that underground in the la in that 65 years to keep up to the current stuff where they literally said we had all this stuff left over from the war and then they've come back and they're like no it's actually like old-timey technology from like the 60s ish and in this one, it just seems to be is like, how? Like, there's the leaps of bounds that they went from in this sort of technological. Like, how do you go from a CRT television to LED flat panel anti-grav technology within 65 years in a place that is decimated? You know, but also just, still have have drones that have facial recognition, but they're not very good drones. So and they no, and no mobile phones. Face. And mobile phones can't exist in this world because. They're illegal. Like I don't know. Like I, world building. So you're, you're digging deeper than I did, Dion, because I, I, okay, cards on the table. I don't really remember much of the other films. Like I'm not even sure that I'd seen the yeah. last. It was two. about it was about cats piss evergreen and <laughs> and another and and Peter who's not here to defend himself or herself. Yeah. <laughs> who was uh, so Peter was taken out early, huh? He was he was the you know she like Katniss was the butcher, Peter was the baker, and uh, President Snow is the I don't know candlestick maker. Well, I don't know what he does with the candlesticks, but he doesn't make them. <laughs> anyway, he steals them for God. Yes. Yeah. 
I, I just, I kind of looked know. at it and was like, this prequel was like, uh, oh, this will be, uh, why do we need, oh, it's just, is it just a standalone? Are they making three? Oh, God. Is there another book? Like, it's just, yeah, this is why yeah, I got confused because I was like, it's one book, not a tree, not a threequel book. And are they making a prequel, threequel, or are they making a fourquel, fivequel? <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a bit of marketing meeting. <laughs> just like, what should we come up with yeah. after Nyquil? Five quill, seven quill. <laughs> Look, the way it ended, I really don't think that there is room for more of it. Did no, it end? Because it's no. still going in my brain. Like, I just I lost interest <laughs> after about twenty minutes, and then you know, two and a half, two and a bit hours later, I'm like, is it still on? <laughs> yeah. When do we see Katniss? Hey. <laughs> why am I oh, no, getting she, really she gets name checked real hard? Why, why am I getting really into Appalachian jazz and hillbilly music? Why wouldn't you? This wasn't in the first one. <laughs> Look, I gotta say, I wasn't ready for more Hunger Games when the, they said that there was another one coming out. I was like, oh, do we need to go and revisit that so soon? Like yeah. we've already had that trilogy. I'm like, is this like something that we want to be rebooting for another generation of teenagers but then i'm watching it and i thought yeah it's actually not bad yeah right i was having a, a entertaining enough time watching it and i have to say i think this is the best i've seen rachel zegler so far because i thought her maria in west side story which was her debut was completely insipid and devoid of any character she was just it, that could have been she anybody. She was there. She was there. <laughs> she she definitely and got then, a of of turning up. And then Shazam too was quite forgettable. Yeah. I, well, thank you for reminding me that she was in it. Because yeah. And how does this oh. movie? She was the ancient girl that had the crush on the teenager that was very weird and not okay. Yeah. How does Creepy, and how good. does the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes follow on from the eighth season of Game of Thrones? <laughs> and how is Jon Snow related? Like what is going on? And when, at what time period did, did Snow release his uh, number one best-selling uh, uh, single, Informer? Leaky boom boom down. He's going to kill you. You know that, right? I'm really like, trying hard to keep this on track. I need Peter. It's yeah, I true. Say, you were trying super, super hard. Um, it's I, true. I, I, She's dead. She was killed in the first five minutes. Oh. No, what She's I bacon bread. Is that I got really, I, I got quite invested in this one because I, I, okay. So my thing with the Hunger Games is I've watched Battle Royale and yeah. I always watched the first Hunger Games and I was like, this feels like poor man's Battle Royale, like sure. without any of the fucking oomph and the, like the real kind of nasty edge that yeah. Battle Royale had. And I was like, okay, well, uh, fine. Yes, mm. there are some clever ideas, but I wasn't that into it. Therefore, I don't think I really bothered watching the other ones. Yeah, you know? and then I got to say, even with the initial Hunger Games movie, like coming into this one now, you're kind of devoid of any of that shock factor because we've seen it in four films previously. So yeah. we're introduced to it again and it's like, eh. Seen it. Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay, this time they're setting up some of the rules and they're building the games into a thing that people, because, you know, people are already bored with this concept of the games after 10 years. Yeah. And I'm like, 
so weird to be like introduced to the 75th Hunger Games and mm. then go back to see the 10th and it's like, oh, they're poor. They have no technology. This is boring. And everybody in this um, capital is bored of watching it too. And I'm like, so why are we here? Yeah, mm. I just feel like there were there were weird choices, and yeah, whilst okay, yes, you need to be at, at that point so that um, Anna Snow can be involved. Uh, you, there would be a far more interesting story to go. Okay, who the fuck came up with this concept of going? Let's just pit people against each other, and you know, make make the poor fight. Yeah, um, yeah it's it's a little bit by like you know bum fights. But what if yeah. we did that with yeah. children? It's orphan fights, mm. you know, and how did that become yeah. something that everyone actually gets behind and thinks this is a great idea, you know? Yeah, because if they're the- going to do prequel, then yeah. show the war and yeah. then show us inventing the Hunger Games and, and then found- give us this movie. I found yeah. I found it strange that they have they tried to pre- present this idea that even within the capital there are people who are poor and unable to do things and that, that society is a bit downtrodden and and they've got those like no no wasn't that the whole point of the wars like the war established that there would be one place that's centralized where everything is abundant and then it kind of gets weaker as it goes further out and that's the mm. and it was you know one world kind of government sort of thing um but it's just like uh, it, it was trying to like, oh, who are we supposed to sympathise with these people when we know that one of the characters is actually terrible? Um, and then how? Why? Why is it so interlinked with you know District Twelve? It was. It wasn't a hard plot to follow, yeah, but I was just kind of sitting there going. It's kind oh. of hard to get in on board with sympathising with uh, privileged people. <laughs> yeah, even <laughs> because if the even if poor. exactly. They're poor by privileged standards. And I'm like, yeah. I'm hi- having a hard time <laughs> fucking caring about this, people. Yeah. He, I've only got the smallest Learjet in this bunch of yeah. CEOs. I'm like, Whoa. yes, yes, it made me hate every other person more because they're all completely, like, uh, devoid of empathy, horrible, shallow people. But at the same time, I'm like, it still doesn't make me want to sympathise with Snow. No. And and yeah, this this whole kind of thing of, okay, we're we're changing it, and now you're you're like because you know essentially the whole thing starts with one of them being told, oh, that prize that you thought you were going to get that was going to set you up for life, well now there's a new new wrinkle, and you get, the prize is harder to get, and you're like, okay, and <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm yeah. with it, <laughs> and, and and it's done by fucking Dean Highbottom, who is one of the most I don't know. There's something vaguely offensive about the calling. <laughs> Same thing. About, you know, you're calling a, a, a little person a high bottom. There's yeah. something really not cool about that. And I'm sure that if it was really offensive, he wouldn't have taken the role. Maybe yeah. he suggested the name. Who knows? Yeah, Can I don't know. know. But also, once again, he looked bored. Yeah. I mean. I know. It's like, oh, let's get all these incredible actors to be in this movie because we need the help. Yeah, fuck it up. To, to yeah. ask a question that I may have missed in the film, the prize you're talking about, for, was that for the person who wins the Hunger Games? What was it again? 
Oh no no! The person that wins the Hunger Games just gets to survive and and go yeah, it was the mentor whose mm. person oh, right. won. Because I was sort of thinking yeah. they're going. Well, if it was explained that they got to come and live in the capital, it's like great. You've been poor in your district, and now you can be poor in the capital. Mm. Mm, no, not no. even that. You just get. We're going to gonna live. send you back to your district, not dead. Congratulations! Yeah. You cool. get to be the hero of your district. Whoopie mm. do. Hey, Atsuki, welcome. And also, um, you know, that wonderful thing is like, oh, but the peacekeepers that are in the districts are just trying to integrate. Um, <laughs> Sorry. See, I was, I was vaguely on board with this film for the whole Hunger Gamey bit. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, there's there's some drama here. There's there's some, you know, people are being hunted and there's there's shit going on and I could I could see where it was going. But the moment that it changes gears and becomes a totally different film, like an hour and a half into it. The third act, yeah. Yeah. I was like, and I don't know whether that, it's not really a spoiler. I don't know. Well, well I was yeah. just like, fuck, who gives a shit? Um, it just yeah, it goes like, on. Here's my thing. It mm -hmm. went so long and they split it into three parts. The first two parts could have been a movie by itself and the third yep. act, you could have left it out. I do understand why they kept it in because that part of the story, there was still interesting stuff to tell there. And you kind of mm. needed the character development for anus snow. But <laughs> don't eat the brown snow, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but if they had just chopped this up into 40-minute episodes and made it a little bit longer, it could have been a six-episode series. Yeah. Well, you know, don't, don't, don't you dare say six episode series anywhere outside of Britain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Americans hate that. Um, but I kind of agree because I like I give it a bit of a, a, a comparison to The Hobbit. You know, Hobbit, short book, oh. pulled out too far and you end <laughs> up with you know, the Bilbo yeah. cut. It's, it's like it's too much plot spread mm -hmm. out of too many films, over too much films. Sorry, too less plot over too many films. There's This one yes. feels like... Like butter scraped over too much bread, yes, Gandalf. Yes, and I'm old. Th this one feels like it had a lot that it was trying to say and they compressed it into just a really long movie. And I'm like, maybe mm. this was actually the one you wanted to go with. Like, maybe yeah. this is where yeah. you wanted to do. Like, this is could have been the one you got three movies out of if you gave gave it more time to allow, like, a first movie to connect with mm. the characters, a second movie to do the Hunger Games, but old old timey Hunger Games, yeah. and then the third film. Um, I think Jill, you said it best when I asked you after you'd seen it and I hadn't seen it yet. You were like, "I was like, what's it like?" And you're like, "I don't know. Oh, you know, sad boy uh, ends up being evil because of woman." And I was like, <laughs> "Great, that's a perfect, you know, perfect thing." It's yeah. like, damn it, the yeah. man is only evil because of woman. Yeah, which and is dumb. I, I had a slightly different response to all of that too because I, I you know, I only really watched the first one, um, the first of the original Hunger Games, so mm. I didn't really remember President Snow particularly well. So I'm kind of watching it, going, "Is this the story of a guy who turns into a kindly old man, who who happens to be played <laughs> by Donald Sutherland?" <laughs> kindly old man. Yes. That's when has Donald Sutherland ever played a kindly old man? He's always evil. Uh, in Backdraft. Oh, no, wait, he was he was an arsonist. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I was kind of like, 
I, I was I was trying to work out because I couldn't really remember enough about Anish Snow. So I was like, okay. <laughs> you stop maybe... calling him Anish Snow. <laughs> <laughs> it's his name now. It yeah, but this, how this proves I was listening to Jill. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, yeah, I just, I, yeah, so I wasn't sure which way it was going. And, and mm. as such, there was actually an element of like, is this a good thing? And then when things started to go off the rails and, and people started doing bad things, I was like, oh, 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 oh. And then by the end of it, I was like, oh, yeah, right. Okay. It's a it's an origin story for a dickhead. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah. The, um, the most on-the-nose moments, I think, were the puns, I guess you could call them. There's that bit where... Um, Peter Dinklage's character says, it's the sound of snow falling. Oh. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> and then there's that other one where they're like, oh, the, the swamp potatoes or whatever they fucking are. They're not quite ripe yet. I like to call them Katniss. They said that thing that we like. <laughs> if Fucking Rachel Zegler had looked directly at the camera when she said Katniss, it would have had the same effect. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Um, also the moments where they're like, oh, those things, they're mocking jays. Yes. <laughs> yes. Remember, Remember those? <laughs> yeah. If they'd been running around in the battle arena and they hadn't eaten for a while, they could have just looked at camera and gone, that's why they call them the Hunger Games. <laughs> Oh, they're not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> they're saying all the bits. Yay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you're watching watching something and they say the title of the thing and you're <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> he <laughs> said the words. Yeah. Um, Tari asks an interesting question there. Who was this movie actually made for? It sounds <laughs> like Tari, I don't know. <laughs> The um, studios made it for themselves because they thought it was going to make money. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what they made it for? Their yachts. Their yachts needed <laughs> petrol to get them to Cancun. Uh, and they were like, oh, no, my poor yacht is thirsty. Let's make a movie. <laughs> okay. I think we should rate it um, and then sure. we'll come back for a very short little spoilery section. Um, but, uh, I Yeah. Um, um, and who knows? Peter may come to life yet. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm not holding my breath on that uh, one. Though. Apparently someone just extended her meeting longer than she has, so she's living in hell right no. now. It's like, stop asking oh. questions. <laughs> and we've all been in those meetings where it's just like, oh, we're about to mm. wrap up unless anyone's got any more. And someone goes, well, actually, I'd like to ask about that. Oh, just shut up. Just shut oh, up. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Nobody cares. Put it in an email, damn yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. Let's work on that offline. <laughs> uh, Would you like to take that offline? <laughs> Extra big ass offline. <laughs> exactly. Oh, okay, um, drop readings. your... If you I, have seen it, in the chat, yeah. drop a rating out of 100. It helps me see them afterwards. Look, I, I, um, have, I have seen it and I watched all of the Hunger Games movies. Uh, Hunger oh, Games? Hunger Games. 
Hunger Games. When you look at Hunger Games, stereo bra. Yeah. Hunger Games. Um, yeah. It, look, was this a bad film? No, not really. It was. It's quite pretty in places. It has some like people were were giving it all that they could. Sometimes they were giving a bit too much. And I feel like that they wrote in the fact that she was a singer for specifically the actor rather than knowing whether or not she did that in the book. As I obviously, you know, wasn't paying attention, didn't know this was a book. I thought they just made a prequel um, for money. Uh, But look, it's, it's just very long. And I agree with Jill. Like the points are coming off for um, the fact that it could have been a really good little series or it could have been split up a little bit rather than just a long kind of thing because I didn't connect with any of the characters. So I'm just sort of giving it about, I don't know, 70. Most of the most of the actors look pretty fucking bored and no one was committed to it, but it was still within the universe. And, you know, this Flickerman was no Caesar Flickerman. That's all I'm going to say. That's true. Yeah, I think Jason Schwartzman needs to go back and work with the other guy. Um, Wes Anderson, go, st- yeah. go stick with Wes Anderson, Jason. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought you meant like get tips. Yeah, yeah from yeah. Stanley Tucci. I, I had the same thought. No, go back, to, go, sure. go back to go back to Wes Anderson. You just, it's okay. Like, yeah, like it wasn't bad, but you know, I, I also, yeah, go, go, Jill. I want your uh, number. I'm gonna give it a 75. I didn't hate the movie after I watched it. It was just very long. I know that we've like pulled out the worst <laughs> parts of it, but it was still an enjoyable film. I agree with Dion. I didn't really connect with any of the characters because how can you? <laughs> I mean, yeah. You got one side where they're all privileged and the other side that are from a fictional uh, poverty. Um, mm. uh, but the costumes were spectacular. They were quite yeah. impeccable. I already know people that are uh, making the rainbow dress, uh, okay. Lucy, Gray's, Lucy Gray's dress. That's going to be on the top of the cosplay list. You'll see it in six months. Um, but the uniforms were quite lovely. I really liked, uh, yeah, the the school uniform, the college uniform, the red one, and the, the military uniform was quite nice. And I think the production levels were amazing. Like mm. all the sets, um, all the the true stuff was great. The scenery, the locations, all that was beautiful. In that final act where um, uh, Anus snows in the forest and it's just rained and all of the trees are just glistening with water, I'm like, okay, mwah, that. That's a nice touch. Mm. Like, no the attention the to detail. leaves things glistening. Come on, Jill. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the attention to detail in the production design was was really good. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, visually it was, a, it was a lovely, well-made film. I thought Viola Davis was fantastic. She was just chewing the scenery. She oh, yeah. loves playing a uh-huh. mad bitch. So, yeah. <laughs> she was great. Yeah. Um, I Look, I'm, I'm with you on that one, Jill. Like, there when I first saw the trailers, like the only reason I actually wanted to see it because I thought it looked great. Mm. And there's a there's an element of the time period that it's set where it's kind of got this kind of quasi thirties um, sort of style. And yeah, I'd call it like a nineteen twenties industrialist brutalist yeah. kind of. Oh, yeah, and I would have gone that, along with the, 
the CRTs and the the kind of real analog kind of feel to it. I was like, oh yeah, that looks kind of cool, and I <clears throat> I very much like the idea of of something set in that period. But then there was this sort of weird extra high technology stuff that I was like, okay, I don't know where that's going. Um, and it was shot well, like the, it's. And there are certain sequences that I was like, oh, that, that's quite effective. Like there's a, a, a big bomb explosion. I was like, fucking hell, shit. That was actually really intense. And I was like, yeah, right. Um, but the first hour and a bit, the, the the first Hunger Games you see, great. After that, it starts to kind of lose its way until the third act really just fucking drives itself off a cliff and you're like, where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> Which is... <laughs> A shame. <laughs> they went all the way to Bonnie Doon, Quinny. They really did. <laughs> um, and and yeah, every time like there there were great ideas. There's a point where, you know, um the, the mocking jays, and I don't know whether this is a, a key point from previous books or not, but when people get executed or whatever, the birds Oh, those are the Jabber Jays. That's Jabber Jays. Yeah. So, well, there's Jabber Jays and Mocking Jays, and there's one that they use to record things. The Jays can mimic voices, and the uh, the Mocking Jays just are some birds. Okay, right. So, so uh, oh, a new challenger <laughs> has entered the building. Hello. Speaking she of... survived. She's come from behind. She's finishing us off. Speaking of Mocking Jays, what do you think about this film, Peter? <laughs> I spent three hours watching it. I thought I'd better have yeah. my stay. Well, you just yes, made it for ratings. Yeah. You're only just up to ratings. What are you doing? It's quarter past eight. I was like, oh. Peter, it's so hard to wrangle these two. <laughs> I really needed you. I, I've it's been tangent after tangent. We and have renamed the lead I, character. I forgot what Jill had said when she said it, and I said it again, again. It's like, it's all over it. We now have a new banner that is just just for Dion. <laughs> Perfect. Chef's kiss. Uh, quick, Peter, give so, us a rating. Quinny, did you have a number? Oh. Quinny, um, did you did you give a number? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go uh, seventy two. Um, okay. Because okay. very pretty, lots of interesting ideas. Occasional moments where I thought, "Fuck, that was really cool." And the moment where the the Jabber Jays or whatever were repeating the last sound of somebody screaming as they died. I was like, yeah. oh, oh, that's dark and I like it. Yeah. But there was a lot of other things about the film that I didn't like so much. So, you know, yeah. it was it was a game of many halves. Um, mm. Pete? Peter, you... Eon is 70, 75, 72. Yeah. I, I, think, I think 75 is fair. I was going to give it 75. Um mm. You know, I I have no idea what you guys have uh, discussed, and I would say that Jill probably has already said most of what I would say about it. Um, oh, please go on. <laughs> um, there there okay. was great English class nostalgia. There was a lot of that. <laughs> How? You know what? Never mind. Let's not get back yeah, into sure. it. Um, look, I I read um, the Hunger Games series. Well, actually, I saw the first movie, then I read the series, then I saw the other movies. I did not read this book. Um, partly because, you know, I'm, I'm not yeah, interested. It's a book. It's it not a book. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Dan was like, and it's just a movie. There wasn't even a book. And I'm like, I just said there was a book. 
But anyway, get going, um, get going. But I'm not like, as you guys know, generally interested in, you know, the um, humanising backstory of your favourite sociopathic character. Um, so I, I didn't like, I was a little bit sceptical kind of going into this. Um, and I was fairly happy that it, it, it managed to kind of not be humanising to the character at all, in my opinion. Um, so um, I wasn't mad at it in the end. Uh, I thought quality-wise it kind of matched the other films. Um, and if you are a fan of the franchise, I think it is a decent addition to the franchise. If you're not a fan of the franchise, you will be very confused. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, but I thought, you know, in, in terms of a, a portrait of an unfolding sociopath, um, I mm. thought it was, you know, not terrible, if not a little bloated in the third act. Yeah. That's my that's Yeah. Now, did you? Sorry, what was your official number on that one, Pete? Seventy-five. 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 Because I do think you know, for 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 the franchise, it's trying to fit into. I I I don't think it detracted from it at all. I think it's a, a decent addition to what's there. Apart from what you did miss the long conversation, Pete, about uh, everywhere, how like sporadically through the movie, then peppering all of those scenes with, oh, they said something, and they were waiting for them to turn to the camera and go. <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean at one point where they like the, there's literally oh hang on no that is a spoiler we'll talk about right. that yeah. <laughs> Let's like, quick in clue. the last 10 minutes give them a taste yeah and, uh, yeah we'll come back spoilers. Yeah. okay we'll, we'll have a quick clip and then we'll be back to talk spoilers shall we much violence yes oh my mm. um i actually had forgotten how well shot some of that stuff was like um there was i was looking at it going that's quite kinetic isn't it it and does like yeah it does make me yeah. quite happy that the director of this uh francis francis lawrence um is going on to well currently slated to direct the bioshock adaptation for Netflix, which does make me sort of go, oh, yeah, yeah, this could be interesting. Like, it, hopefully, it'll look pretty cool in that same sort of way. Yeah, if he's got that that kind of um, nostalgia, steampunky kind of vibe going on, yeah, okay, I'm yeah. down with that. But also, you know, someone's yeah. got to be able to do the action and the sort of stuff. So that that's kind of cool. Hmm. Yeah, this is not a bad looking film. Hmm. It's what just. Was that I was going to say, have you guys um, complained about the um, retro futuristic aesthetics yet? No, <laughs> no, complaining at all. Feel, actually, feel free I, to jump I, in. Dion complained about that when we were talking about watching the movie. So I just oh, wondered okay. if there were further thoughts on. That. I did. I did have a complaint earlier because I was asking about time, like time and, and things that were going on and how it all worked and technological advancements within sixty years. 
um, or sorry, 60, oh, yeah. 65 years going, you can't go from, uh, you know, what is it? CRTs and, and, and boring yeah, shit. Dion doesn't propulsion. believe that uh, District yes, 13 can. could actually be as well equipped as they were in the 75th Hunger Games. So, so between 1960 yep. and 2020, yep. technologically. Yep. Where's my flying, <laughs> okay. where, where's my flying car? Where's my anti-grav? What's going on? Where's, well, where's like, my hybrid you know, the, mutant? The one thing that you will say about war is that it does um, tend to uh, generate technological advancement, and we yeah, are looking but, at a world the, where war has been a feature. I think. I think um, the point of that is. I think that. I think the point of that is they just had sixty-five years of peace. Their war. Oh, is, they, they this had, is a loose. They've had. This is a loose description of what's been going on. They've had seventy-five <laughs> years of peace because the war ended and the Hunger Games began. But you're so talking we about know just... that Dion lives in the capital in this world. <laughs> yeah, <I'm sorry. laughs> yes. No, I'm I'm in I'm in the fifteenth um, district, which is, which is Australia. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's any Noid Scorbs in uh, the capital. <laughs> no. I was looking through the, the the list of some of the characters in this, and, and like we, yes, we've had a lot of fun with Coriolanus Snow, but then I started looking at the other names, and I was like, oh, that's right. I was watching this movie, going, who, what, what, what? You know, there's uh, Clemencia Dovecoat, and uh, <laughs> tracks for the universe, Quinny. Oh yeah, no, it totally <laughs> does. I'm not, I'm not complaining about it, but this is why I was also like, who, what, fuck, I don't know, <laughs> and and. Um, uh, Coriolanus's sibling, um, Tigress. Tigress, yeah. Tigress. Yeah. She was in the um, uh, the third the original series. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, really... she, she helped the uh, rebels um, when they were uh, making their way into the city. Um, so her story obviously is um, uh, after um, Snow's descent into the evil that he was. Um, uh, she was a um, stylist, um, one of the most kind of famous stylists for the Hunger Games for a very long time, but um, then, you know, kind of broke away for that and became increasingly um, opposed to Snow and in that third book was, well, the, yeah, was helping the, the rebels, um, yes. uh, including Katniss. So that oh was Tiger. God. So you would have recognised that name and you would have been thinking, where do I recognise that name in this series from? Peter! Quinny only watched the first Hunger Games movie. And read um, no books, I'm assuming. <laughs> wow, I have never felt so fucking judged in my life. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, it's not a bad series, you know. For a, you know, for a YA fiction, you know, like, it's, it's decent. I mean, it's better than Twilight. <laughs> a point we all went up for, made. Yes. Uh, and what, uh, Peter, um, what, what is your, uh, the book that you remember of doing a, uh, a report on in high school because you had to read it? Peter, were you uh, looking for Alla Brandy girl? We, I did have to read Looking for Alla Brandy, indeed, yes. Right. Did you have to watch Witness? No. Oh, actually, <laughs> yes. Yes. Now that you mention it, like twenty-five times or more. Now that you mention it, yes, we did have to watch Witness. Wait, I just want to put the context of that though. Why? Yeah. Uh, English. It was part of the curriculum. Uh, like found families or something you, like that. Can you can you remember what? 
Can you remember though, just out of curiosity, about what grey, like how old were you when you watched, like had to do Witness as a as a book reporter or a, a watch it and make a, an assessment of it? Would you give it like mid 90s or would you give it? Yeah. Yeah, like early late 90s, 90s, late 90s? It, 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 no, it'd have to be late 90s because I'd have to be in high school. To yeah. When it, the movie came out. No, no, when you had when to do had... that at school. Oh, I was 16, so year 2000. Okay, yeah. So yeah, if right. it's around then, so if we were to take that contextually and take, we would need to find something that's uh, roughly fifteen years in that from now and go back. So think of something that is about two thousand and eight. So a book from two thousand and eight that got released <laughs> is what kids would be doing now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah whereas like, I've, I'm terrified. I've, I had to study the human factor from Graham Greene, which was released in the year I was born. It was nineteen seventy eight, and I was like, "Fucking Jesus." It was so boring. Um, oh, look at that. The best books of 2008, The Hunger Games. Uh-huh. Oh, look, Atsuki has pointed out that I'm setting the bar low by saying that it's better than Twilight. Um, <laughs> I have to say that, that female-led YA fiction is a genre. Yeah. And it is a genre that, you know, can be an enjoyable candy for your brain. Um and the, in the, the you know, milieu of this genre, I, I think that The Hunger Games is successful for a reason. Um, you know, it's a, it's a decent story with decent characters. It's not too hard to digest. Um, and I would call it the, the isekai of Western media. Yes. Yeah. Like the isekai in Japanese media is like the chosen one gets transported to a magical universe where they're the savior. Yeah. This is yeah, what the hero's journey. journey. All, hero's all journey. female YA is exactly the same. Mm-hmm. You have this nobody girl who all of a sudden is thrust into like either fame or a relationship or is like the all star of the above. main character energy. Yeah. Yeah. So like yeah. the Force Awakens. There is a reason it is popular. Yeah. And <laughs> fun to read. Yeah. It's a yeah. and nobody's calling it literature. Can we can we start <laughs> I want to start a, I want to start a whole bunch of like anti-YA stuff where we just re, like reverse everything like you know the prince that works out he's a nobody. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the hero's I mean, journey yeah. but in reverse it just descends into that and then they have to get a job at Macca's. Like that would just, but but there's no there's but there's no rescue, like they just end up working I mean, at Macca's and 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 like, I'm actually I'm are fine they happy with that. There or is it just misery? Well, you know that they they learn the value of hard work. Um, okay. or maybe it's like um, it's like a uh it sounds like it's called the Prince and the Pauper. Where... Yeah, but they always go back <laughs> to the. They always go back to the the wealthy that's bit. Right. But maybe that's the thing. The the prince goes down, ends up in there, and the the pauper comes back and said, "Do you want your life back?" And the prince is probably like, "No, nah, I'm good. No, I'm good. Got a got a girlfriend. Got a job. You know, happy here. Mm-hmm. You, you go off I being- mean, bringing it back to interesting character arcs. Were we all kind of satisfied um, with Snow's character arc? Um, in this, yeah, and I'm mean, all suitably like fuck that dude by the end. I just worked yeah, something out. Oh my god, <laughs> Snow did become informer because he informed <laughs> on his friend. <laughs> anyway, five more marks. Um, my my rating's going back up to seventy five. 
Because <laughs> Snow was an informer. There we go. Done. Am I legitimately doing that? <laughs> you just yes, I can. Just make a I call. Have the number right here. <laughs> just make a call, Quinny. <laughs> okay, I've done that. Yeah, your rating is now 75 because of a shit joke about Snow. <laughs> yeah. The musician. You're happy. I'm sorry, guys, I tried. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you know, if you didn't have that third act of the film, I don't think the payoff for his character development would have happened. No, that's true. Mm. Because it did so, kind of seem like he was being set up to be likeable. As yeah. much as it felt like we didn't need that third act, it was kind of crucial to his storytelling. Yeah. I, yes. And I think what I got about what was happening in the third act, it wasn't just kind of like, oh, bad stuff happened and I can see why he's evil now. It was like, oh, he is making the evilest possible choice for no good reason. Yeah. Mm. That's what I found a little hard to kind of wrap my head around, though, because I also hadn't, as, as we discussed, I hadn't really kind of engaged with the other books so much, so I'd forgotten that President Snow was the bad guy. Um, so I was kind of like... <laughs> Is there not to remember anything about him? So I was just, I thought he was a kindly older gentleman who helped. And <laughs> is, there not, is there not an opportunity there where they, you, they could have, if you continue on with this, that it could turns out that eventually Snow did marry that woman from District 12 and then she went back to District 12 and then she eventually had a daughter and a daughter and a daughter who is Katniss. And that's it. Snow is actually the great, great, great grandfather of Katniss, Katniss Everdeen. Sorry. Katniss. Sorry. Katniss. Potato root Everdeen. Uh, <laughs> well, since we are in the spoilers and he yeah. shoots Lucy Gray in the third act, we don't know if she survives or not. But in... Uh, the the later ones the 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 original trilogy uh Hamish is uh supposed to have been the only living survivor of uh district 12 winners yeah so by that point we know that lucy gray is dead or missing or yeah had never returned potentially mm. yeah uh, i found that the the relationship aspect in that third act was suitably chilling um the, yeah. that that kind of like abusive narcissistic um approach to the relationship and what he was going to be getting out of it and how quickly he turned um yeah but you can when, also see how her behavior changes where she's like oh i'm in danger and yes. so i'm going to diffuse this situation by pretending everything is okay yeah i thought that was all actually really really well done mm. uh, and that's kind of what clinched it for me in terms of like okay like i am now scared of this man therefore this film has been successful mm. you know like because that's the whole thing like i was like oh do i really want to see this dude's backstory i'm like oh no this is like super chilling like this like yeah. is a scary person i don't like this mm. ergo yeah. it hasn't annoyed me mm. And, because and, if I'd left that film with any kind of lingering, like, oh, you know, poor Snow for such and such reason, I would have been mad at it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, mm, yeah, my, my, my whole thing is such a different reading of it because I didn't know what I was getting. So <laughs> I, I, got a, I got a really 
quite unpleasant story about a guy who seemed like he was potentially going to be not complete shit cunt. Um, <laughs> slowly and in some ways inexplicably turning into a complete shit cunt. And no, I was like, that's his name. His name of Anus Snow. Yeah. Because, um, like, there's this uh, thing where he's like, starts doing things to his friends. And I was like, that's a yeah. shit thing to do. Why are you doing that? You've just been a nice enough person over here. You And and so there's a, for me, there was actually a little bit of a, a, a cognitive disconnect of his arc because I felt like there was a, a pretty clear positive arc and then the descent into negativity felt kind of unearned at times. Well, the thing is, though, if you go in knowing that Snow is a sociopathic character that is essentially irredeemable, um, the thing about sociopaths is that they are perfectly able to act like a very, very nice, a very personable person. Um, but if you were kind of paying attention, it was fairly clearly signposted that every nice thing that he did in those first two acts um, had a motivation. Um, and that motivation was of benefit to him. Mm. Um, so for me, there was actually a consistency in that. And I, there was a moment with Tigress where she was basically asking him to kind of choose to be good and choose the right path. Um, and any human being, even a sociopathic one, can choose not to be evil. Um, yeah. That's obviously not the path that he chose. So, yeah, so that's why one of the things before I realised that you hadn't watched three films, um, I think, like, if you're not a fan of the franchise, you possibly won't enjoy this and will be quite confused by it. And well, that's one of the reasons. What it did, though, though, which was kind of interesting, was actually make me interested to go and watch the other films because what I've seen now is a setup of a of a place and a society and a way of thinking and a way of, you know, um, dealing with problems that I then went... Maybe I need to go and rewatch the Hunger Games. Maybe I need to actually go back and see where that story goes and not bash my microphone. Um, because I think I probably am interested now to know what happens at the end of the third film or the fourth film, whatever the fuck it is. Um, yeah. And I can see an arc for that that world that would be interesting to me. Whereas before, I wasn't interested. Um, and now I've got... So so maybe this actually does something completely different, which is gives a primer to um, people who haven't done any of the other films that is, you know, completely unusual and different. Um, but at the same time, it did still feel like people were looking at the camera and going, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and that was kind of annoying because I'm like, okay, stop, stop winking at me <laughs> so many hungers so many games much game well what are we what are we doing next i mean or actually does it peter you you haven't had much time with this is there anything else you want to uh, no, I, feel like I, I feel like i said my piece it's quite a good kind of dropping in the last 15 minutes because you have to be like really succinct <laughs> and like yeah. the rest of us all the rest yeah, of the yeah. time as, as jill can attest we have not been <laughs> Very succinct. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jill. Yeah. Also, abandoning you next week. So, um, Soz. What is next That's week? I forgot. Right. What are we doing? Back. 
Mighty Monarch! Oh, that's right, the Mighty Monarch! That's it, giant lizards. And, like, yeah. I... Yes. And look, even though we don't have the December schedule out, I'm pretty sure the first one is going to be Godzilla minus one, right? I think that's... I think uh, we oh, have okay. to yeah, follow yeah, right. up Monarch with Godzilla. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I can attest yeah. to that one. I'll, I'll save my opinion of that then. Um, mm. All I'm going to say, yeah, though, cause... try and see it with people whose whole experience of Godzilla wasn't the Broderick one. <laughs> Qu- Quinny. <laughs> 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 There's a special Why? place in my heart for that movie. No. Okay. Yeah, Godzilla. I just one. remember Jean Reno being in it and everyone going, "What?" Yeah. I love it. Um, <laughs> where, where are you at with Jamiroquai? Um, I love it. We're going deeper underground. I had that soundtrack. I played it on repeat. I was tragic. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, to answer Anski's <laughs> question, this is the Japanese one. So this is uh, from yes. Toho, the original creators of Godzilla. Mm. Um, now everybody's just on Jamiroquai. It's um, going to be yeah, my yeah. gravestone. She loved the American Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Not wait, wait, wait. Let me yeah. specify the Broderick Godzilla. Everyone, please oh, remove okay. your. Who was that? 1998? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Coloured sunglasses a la Queenie. <laughs> I'm going to get you a big hat and you can go as Jamiroquai for Halloween next year. Amazing. I'm, I'm so there for that. I, if I can learn how to do all the cool dancing that he did. He didn't. He, he, he just, um, he yes, just stood different. still while the room moved around him. <laughs> yes. With a fisheye lens and like yeah. lots of lens flare. What did Not they say? Fun. Was he the, was he the guy that that did like all of his film clips inside the cheese grater? So he, <laughs> <laughs> he just put a cheese grater around the lens and be like, "Oh, look where you are!" Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> Jamira Quinney. Jamira Quinney. Yes. <laughs> He's am, going deeper underground. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, ne- next it. week yes. though is Monarch. Is Monarch. Uh, more giant kaiju yeah, yeah. slash stuff. Yeah. And that guy who yes. was the and shit I, I Captain even America. Talk a little bit about Skull Island, the animated series that I started watching as well. Oh. What? So um, there's an what? animated series that ties in with Monarch and with Godzilla and everything oh, called no. Skull. Um, oh, gonna, no. gonna put it out there right now. It's not good. Um, yeah, it doesn't <laughs> sound like it. Uh, but you know, it's it's Skull all. Skull Island wasn't a good movie. Oh, see, I didn't mind Skull Island, but uh, I, I I find it interesting because there's this whole thing that it's one of the more successful shared universes. But anyway, we're going to talk about it next week. Yeah, I just didn't, realized. Didn't uh... and, and Jill has frozen. It just in oh there she there we go. Sorry. That's all right. No, it was great because you were giving me this look, and I was like, wow, Jill's really holding that look. <laughs> she's she's holding <laughs> down. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Amazing, and then yeah. we're then we're into December. Oh, almost Christmas time! Oh time to start shopping. Oh, yeah. uh, no, I don't want to. I choose not to. Choose not to. Uh, 
All right, thanks yeah. everyone. Hopefully, we'll get back to normal Thank next time. Yeah, uh, we because we're stream yarding, I have no idea how to go about doing um, the the rating. So we will not be rating. We will just be going out. And yes, Predacangus Skull Island was the one with the gas mask katana scene. Um, Tom Hiddleston fighting bats with a katana. Amazing. Yeah. Best. Brilliant. The best. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. And good night. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Periodic Table of Awesome podcast. If you have questions, please email info at theperiodictableofawesome.com. Find us on our website, www.theperiodictableofawesome.com, where there's links to our iTunes, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. Until next time, stay awesome.